morning, everybody. This is Carla Hayes, the Convention Program Chair of AABT. Sorry about the technical snafus, and we will get the CEU credits um, uh, numbers to you as soon as we can. We're having some technical problems this morning. But with, uh, without any further ado or long introductions, because we're getting late and getting started, and we only can be in the room till 11.15, I would like, I am honored to present Mr. Richie Z, who is a Chicago historian and storyteller and he's going to we're going to learn some Chicago history in a very funny and exciting and informative way like we've never heard it before so take it away Richie good morning everybody I really apologize for being late here and um, I'm not really into this zoom stuff but I really want to get into it so this is my second voyage on zoom I had another one this week and it went pretty good but uh, you know what? Let's just get started. Chicago history is what I do, and I've been doing it for over 20 years. I've done thousands of hours of tours downtown, and I like, I'm a storyteller. I'm not a tour guide like you know the conventional tour guides. They just uh, say the same thing over and over again. Um, I actually tell stories about Chicago. You know, we're, we're uh, experiencing a lot of troubled times in in, in the world today, not only in our country, but in the world. So I came up with the idea today because I've been filming Chicago churches. In fact, I want to thank Lighthouse for the Blind in Chicago. I was doing um, presentations there every three months until this COVID thing happened. Uh, I was volunteering and they were the best audience I ever had. I mean, I really, I fell in love with you people. So uh, we started talking about Chicago churches, which I've been talking about for many years, but I never really did much with it. I just talked about it a little bit. Well, today, like I say, churches, God, spiritual, uh, heavenly, you know, we're going to bring some of that to you. And Chicago has some of the richest history in the world when it comes to churches and uh Let's start off today with a church that was built in 1854. It's called Old St. Pat's. Uh, it's on Adams Street, 700 South Adams Street. It's the Romanesque type of uh, architectural style. And that church has been around and still is to this very day. They've done a lot of wonderful things in Chicago. Um, you know, they kind of... Um, there was a, a little period where it wasn't doing very well, and then um, the former, well, uh, the second Mayor Daly, uh, the son, his wife and him got together and helped out St. Pat's and did a bunch of things, which revived it back in, I believe it was the 70s. But let's take you to another historic church in Chicago with a really a marvelous story, but it, as we finish this story, you'll see it's a very sad story. And that church is Holy Family Catholic Church. It's at 1080 Roosevelt Road. It's around Roosevelt Road and Racine, if anybody's familiar with Chicago. Now, that church was completed back in 1857. Now, the real cool thing, I mean, this is like a cathedral type of style church. Uh, it's just, uh, mortal words cannot describe these churches. That To me, they're heavenly, they're godly, they're spiritual. Uh, if you go in, you take in 
the feeling of the Lord there, okay? Well, in 1871, Chicago had the Great Chicago Fire. Excuse me, Richard. Okay, I'm so what? sorry to Richie, I'm so sorry the to fire jump in. started about three and a half miles away from Holy Family Catholic Church. And it actually um, came within blocks of the church. And the congregation got together, the pastor of the church, the priests, the nuns, everybody was in church that that day when the Chicago fire started. And they were praying to the Blessed Virgin to save their church. And to a true story, folks, the fire got within blocks of the church, and the wind shifted and blew the fire back toward the city of Chicago, and that church was saved. Now, I said there was a sad story about this church. Been around since 1857. Last November, November of 2019, the archdiocese actually closed that church. That church is not uh, self-sufficient anymore. It doesn't have uh, enough of uh, parishioners that donate that keep the church going. So it's really a sad state of affairs. Um, now, I don't just do Catholic churches. Hey, before you continue, um, somebody's trying to get your attention. I think we need to give a CEU code. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, hi. Uh, sorry, Richie. Um, I'm, I'm Maria. I'm going to be uh, taking over as the Zoom facilitator for this meeting, and I do have the facilitator. Uh, excuse me, I have the CEU codes. So if you kindly just um, give me one second, I'm going to give out the starting code. I'm going to repeat this twice, and then I cannot give the starting code again um so there will be another one at the end which i will give so do pay attention to that um the starting code this is five characters and it's not case sensitive it is a mixture of letters and numbers so the starting code is the number five the number seven the letter b as in bravo again the letter b as in bravo and the number nine so again that is five seven b as in bravo b as in bravo nine thank you I don't need to do anything with any of that, right? You do not, sir. That's for those who are attending the session for continuing education. Okay. Can I get back to my churches? Indeed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I'm going to take you on a journey now to a church that it's a Presbyterian church. Uh, it's uh, located 1936 South Michigan Avenue. Now, this church was originally built in 1874. It burnt in 1900, but the congregation uh, got together and raised the money immediately. Not even a day went by where they didn't have enough money to rebuild the church. And they rebuilt the church, and it opened in 1902. Now, this church, its to me, it's an amazing uh, uh, spiritual place because it's all original from 1890. Uh, no, 1902. Uh, it's the it's known as the stained glass museum of America because the stained glass in it is just unbelievable. Now, the reason that this church is really standing out and it is uh, what it is, and how the Presbyterians aren't like the Catholics where they have all the icons of Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and and the baby Jesus, all of that stuff. They're more into angels. 
I went to their church and I sat with the pastor for a while. Usually when I go in to do these churches and that, I sit there for sometimes hours and just take it all in. They have 175 angels inside that church. Now, angels have been around since the beginning of time. Lucifer was an angel uh, before he crossed God. But uh, if anybody knows me from uh, Lighthouse of the Blind here in Chicago, whenever I do a presentation, whenever I do one of my tours, I always give away an angel. People get numbers okay. before we start, and I give. I believe in angels. Um, I, I, you got to talk to your angel because... Uh, they're out there, and they do listen. All right, let's go to the next church's uh, Holy Name Cathedral. It's at uh, 130 North Wabash. It's Wabash and State. Um, it was done in 1874. It's got the Gothic style um, of architecture. Kind of an interesting point here. That church, uh, back in 2009... They were repairing the roof in January. I guess they had a leak, okay? Uh, and they were up with these older buildings, um, in Chicago especially. Um, if you put any kind of fire up there, the wood is so dry, it's so old, it's, uh, it's just a perfect thing for a fire. Well, a fire started in Holy Name Cathedral on the roof. Uh, this was January of 2009, extremely cold out, icy, was snowy and everything else. Firefighters had a very difficult time to get in there to um, uh, put, extinguish the fire in that. Well, they ended up using a lot of water. So it was a lot of damage done to Holy Name. It was down for about 18 to 20 months, so about a year and a half or so. Uh, but when it came back up, it is really... Again, I have to say it, it's heavenly. It really is a special place. Uh, when I do tours, if I can, like on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, we try to stop at some of these churches and, and uh, take in the, the stuff. It's always worked out very extremely well. Everybody loves to see them. I'm going to take you to another church, and that's St. Stanislaw Koska, which is a, uh, well, the first Polish church in the city of Chicago. It was completed, well, it's at uh, 1327 Noble Street, Noble and Evergreen. It was completed in 1877 with the Polish style of cathedral churches. Uh, again, it's uh, really breathtaking. You know, the Polish people in Chicago, since I'm on these churches, built 50 churches in the city of Chicago. Um, my parents sent me to a Catholic school. We ended up going to Mass uh, five, six, seven days a week, basically. But we were taught, everybody can relate to this, we were taught what's right and what's wrong. You know, I think we're missing that in today's day and age. Now, I started something this year um, before this COVID thing and that happened. I started filming Catholic churches. So I put a, a piece together of maybe five to seven minutes long, but every five seconds the, the shot changes. Uh, we did St. John Cantus, which is on 825 Carpenter Street. Now this church, they began the work on putting this church together in 1892 during the time of the World's Fear. 
Now, folks, back then people were making $7 a week if they were lucky, you know, seven, maybe 10, you know, but uh, the average person made two to $400 a year. Well, they raised $75,000 back in 1890s, okay? And they bought up all the property there. I believe there was like 20 homes that were on that site. That 75000 went to purchase the property, but also tear everything down and start building St. John Cantus. Now, what I was doing before all this COVID stuff started, every Sunday I picked a different church to go to. And I went for a mass, and I always looked up to see what uh, what kind of mass they had. I went to a, a, a traditional, old-fashioned Latin mass like most of us grew up with if we were Catholic. Um, you know, they had the Latin mass. They call it a high mass. Well, man, it brought back so many amazing memories, wonderful memories, too. Um, St. John Cantus is just really, it's one of the... Sh- Chicago Jewel. Every one of these is is special, but this is one of the Chicago Jewels. I also filmed Holy Trinity, and that's on Noble Street, very close, but within a mile of uh, St. Stanislaus. Now, you know, I grew up in Chicago, uh, 100% Polish. My parents came here from Poland from, well, after the war from England in 1950. I was the only one born here. Uh, But uh, there was a lot of rumors going around. Well, um, the Poles didn't get along. That's why they had to build more churches. That was the furthest thing from the truth. The real truth of the matter was that when St. Stanislaus opened up back in 1876-77, it had about 1,000 parishioners. I think it was 400 the first when it first opened. Within a few years, they had 2,000 parishioners. So they had to build more churches because the need was there. People wanted to send their children to a Catholic school and all of that. We're working on on doing some more churches like St. Hedgewick's over on Hoyne Avenue. uh, It was done in 1902. It's the Renaissance style of architecture. What's really interesting about these churches is what they do with the uh, the architecture bit, you know, anything that was built before, I want to say really the, the 40s was still that, you know, very heavenly type of uh, architecture, uh, cathedral style, you know, uh, really, really something, the, the Renaissance style and that. But after that, you know, they kind of went very, very simple. Uh, but then we have the, I'm going to finish off churches today with uh, the fourth Presbyterian church of Chicago was done in 1912. Now it's at 126 Chestnut. It's at the corner of Chestnut and Michigan Avenue. If anybody's familiar with the the Mag Mile in downtown Chicago, well, it's right across the street from the John Hancock building. Uh, This church is famous for a lot of reason. It's another one of these very, um, a, a lot of angels and stuff, which I really like. But this particular church they used uh, they filmed six motion pictures there i think you all can remember my best friend's wedding with julia roberts and that well that was that was uh, filmed at the uh, fourth presbyterian church of chicago moving right along here i i want to take you guys on a little journey 
uh, special things about Chicago. You know, we have, we're the home of, of almost 3 million people. I believe it is 3 million or better. But the cool part about Chicago is we have 75 neighborhoods with people from all over the world. Now, you know, growing up here, I've lived through a lot of this, uh, man, they called it uh, blockbusting real estate, this and that. And they always said, oh, well, we're segregated. We're this, we're that. You know what? That was the furthest thing from the truth. You know, you didn't come to Chicago. You didn't come to America from a foreign country or even migrate from the South. You didn't come here because uh, of segregation or, or you wanted to live with your people, people you grew up with, people you could speak to. You know, I today live very close to downtown. It's a neighborhood called Little Italy. Um, there was Polish Broadway was like Milwaukee and uh, Division Street, Ashland and all of that. Um, and, and, you know, uh, we have Pilsen today. We have Chinatown. Uh, we have all these areas because people wanted to live with their own kind. You know, I, I kind of get irked when they say, oh, you know, the Chicago, you know. Well, um, over, this is one of the coolest parts of Chicago, I think is really special about Chicago. Now, for the last uh, dozen years or so, I've been do I was doing tours of Chicago. I've done over a thousand hours of tours in downtown Chicago. But we have had, in the last 12 years, over 50 million people each and every year visit the city of Chicago. Last year was record-breaking, 2019, where we had 58 million people visit the city of Chicago. I can tell you one thing, because I was out there for all those hours, and I, I had people from all over the world, man, they rave about Chicago. They love it. It's beautiful. It's special. It's uh, and I tell people all the time. I, I've done night tours. Um, you know, look at the whole city of Chicago, the skyline, and everything else. Architects originally, after the Great Chicago Fire of eighteen seventy one, you weren't allowed to build with wood anymore. You had to build with a fireproof material like a stone, a limestone, terracotta, concrete, steel, glass, marble, granite. Um, but the architects that designed these buildings to this very day, okay, since 1871 to this very day, they want to be part of Chicago. They don't want to have their building, well, I, I, they don't have their building stand out like a sore thumb. There's, there's cities, man. People have told me all kinds of stories um, where they build something that's so spectacular New York has a building like that, uh, that when you look at the skyline at night especially, that building steals your, all your attention. Uh, Chicago doesn't have that. One of the real interesting parts of Chicago, too, is we're the only city in the whole world that has a park on our waterfront. Every other city, they build hotels, and if any of you have traveled, you know what I'm talking about. No matter where you go, the hotel's always on the ocean or on the, on the lakefront, and uh, they got a pool there, and um, from the street, you can't see the ocean because all this structure is blocking the vision. Chicago has, right now, our Grand Park is 370 acres of park. 
And, you know, um, up until this year with all the stuff that's been going on, we, we've had, you know, music concerts every night of the week in the summertime. We have Lollapalooza where um, virtually 400,000 people will visit um, that concert venue each and every year. Now, in that Grand Park, I want to get into something, too. We have a lot, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on around about um, statues and uh, things around. Uh, well, we have a gentleman. He's on 8th Avenue and Michigan Avenue, across the street from the Hilton, which was the Stevens Hotel, but we're not going to get into that one today, but it's right there. It's General John Logan. This being 4th of July and all of that, independence and everything else. John Logan has a, an amazing history uh, with Chicago. In fact, he was Douglas's vice presidential candidate that ran against President Lincoln. Uh, the Douglas and Lincoln debate back in the day. Well, General John Logan was the vice presidential candidate. But during the Civil War, he actually was an asset to Lincoln, and he helped them win the war and all of that. Well, John Logan also went on to, uh, he's on a horse, he's at 8th in Michigan. He went on to do so many amazing things. Um, in fact, um, there's Logan Square in Chicago. Uh, it's around Milwaukee Avenue and Humboldt Park area. But if you ever get a poppy, the red poppy, when you uh, donate money, well, John Logan came up with that idea because it was to get money for the veterans. But also the reason for the red poppy was it, the significance of it was the bloodshed on the battlefield. So um, another amazing individual you know, um, let's see, hundreds of, um, you know, I want to get into this, too, because it just really saddens me. I'm a historian. This is what we do. Chicago has hundreds, and I'm telling you, hundreds of sculptures and art pieces and plazas and uh, park sides and on the walks and in Grand Park. And, I mean, it's just really amazing. You know, um, we have uh, Picasso. Uh, Columbus, and on and on and on. And now they're talking about, uh, you know, getting rid of this stuff. I mean, you know, if we can look back at our history, history is supposed to teach us something. You know, we could learn from the past. And we're supposed to learn one thing. Don't make the same mistakes we made in the past. But being, having that history around keeps us alert with that. You know, the lions that protect the uh, Art Institute of Chicago on Michigan Avenue also. Um, 1894, they were put up right after the World's Fair, and they're still there today. Cool kind of part with, uh, with that lion on, on uh, the two lions in front of the Art Institute is uh, the tail on both of the lions. Now, they're made of brass, and they're tarnished. They're like green color. But both tails are copper color. Now, how does that happen? Well, people say if you rub the tail, it's good luck. And people rub the tails all the time. Well, the oil in your skin, the perspiration in your hand and all of that keeps, it prevents the tails from tarnishing. You know, little stories like this is where, you know, um, I take you 
uh, in Chicago. You know, let me take you now. We're in this lakefront. Let's let's talk a little bit more about this lakefront and that. Buckingham Fountain was dedicated in 1927 uh, in memory of Clarence Buckingham. His sister, Kathy Buckingham, actually put up the money. Now, this is back in 1927. She put up over $750,000 to build this fountain on Chicago's lakefront. Now, they took ideas from other fountains from around the world, from Europe and that, but nothing uh, is like this. That fountain in Chicago has in excess of 1 million gallons of water in it. Also, it pumps 10,000 gallons of water a minute. It goes up three stories high, and at night, the light show is spectacular. I want to tell you a little story about that because I'm doing night tours and this and that. When I first started out doing them, oh, many years ago, we, the night tours, you only had four stops. So um, we come up on the fountain. So we're, I forgot what street it is right there, but we come up on the fountain. So the lights are beautiful. The fountains, the, the, the three stories high, everything. It's just really spectacular. And I'm telling a story about, you know, and all of a sudden all the lights go down and the water stops. Now my angel was with me that night because um, I'm like, what do I and before I could even think of what do I say, what do I do, my angel brought to my point, well, folks, you know, sometimes they have to shut everything down because it is computerized, the, the fountain today. So I, I, just, I just spewed it out. They shut it down. They reboot the computer. I think we've all had the problem where the computer's having a problem or your cell phone's having a problem. So what do you do? You shut it off, you turn it back on, and then everything's clear again, right? Well, as I finish saying computerized and everything lights up and it's all different colors than it was before. There's four or five beautiful colors in the, in the thing and the water's going again. So, you know, like I say, I believe in angels. I believe in God. Um, you know, talk to your angel. This week has been a crazy week for me. I'll tell you something. I have this, I have over 200 angels cause I give away angels. You know, this year has been really Difficult because of the socially distancing. I, don't, I haven't done any of my... Well, I was supposed to be live with you guys, I think, uh, at the convention center. Uh, well, we are, we're not doing any of that. So uh, I have this... I have 200 angels. I give away like 200 angels each and every year. It's really... Um, I love... Before I go any further, I love putting a smile on people's faces. And boy, when you do that, you really get some big smiles. I want you guys to do me a big favor today. Independence Day, it's really a cool time. I want you guys to go out and put a smile on somebody else's face. Call somebody up, even if you haven't talked to them in a long time. Maybe the last time you talked to them was yesterday. But just call them and say, you know what? I was thinking about you. I just wanted to let you know, you know, you're a special friend to me, or I love you, or I care for you. Are you doing all right? Things like that. You know, if we all started doing that, and there's a lot more great people with positive attitudes out there than there is um, the bad stuff that we hear. But the bad people, the bad, bad things that are going on are because people have a big mouth. Okay? Well, I'm not going to beat you over the head with anything. If you like what I do, 
join me. I love having you around. If you don't like it, there's other places you can go and listen to or do whatever. You know, there's tons of stuff out there. You know, since I was talking about that, I'm going to pull up my paperwork here. I got a little bit of notes here. Uh, here it is. I never do this, and I always skip this, and I always, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I didn't do this. Uh, I'm going to plug myself right now. Uh, I do the tours of Chicago now. We're not doing the buses anymore because uh, it's just not safe. I'm, I don't want to get on a bus with 30 people, 25, 30 people. I don't know who's got what. There's no enough room on there to social distance. So I'm doing private tours. We'll take out a group of two people, four people, even. We're working on getting another vehicle, so we're going to have six people we'll be able to take out. So you could take out your immediate family. We'll mask up, and we'll go from there. I'll take you on a tour of Chicago you'll never forget. But I want to touch on a few things right now. I'm on – my website is RichieZ.com, and I'm going to say this twice, R-I-C-H-I-E. Z-I-E dot com. So it's R-I-C-H-I-E-Z-I-E dot com. But you can also get me with Richie Z on Facebook, on Instagram. On YouTube, we have 40 television shows. I just told you about the churches we filmed. We, we did two. I got five other churches that want me to come out and film. They've seen the work I did with these churches. So, um, Baha'i Temple is one of them that's on my list. Uh, uh, St. Stanislaw Koska that I told you about, it. that's on the list. Uh, there's a few other ones. We did film, but we haven't edited it yet. If anybody's familiar with River Forest, Illinois, um, it's Oak Park, River Forest, Elmwood Park in Chicago, over there north in Harlem area, um, there's St. Uh, Vincent's Ferrara. And that's like a cathedral-style church also. Well, we did film that, but we haven't edited it together yet. So that's up. Uh, that'll be up probably within the next month or so. But I did because of all of these things that have been going on. And you could listen to this program. It's on there. I did a tour of the Chicago Museum campus. You know, that's where Soldier Field is. You can see McCormick Place, the Police Memorial, Shedd Aquarium, Field Museum, and the Planetarium. But I tell a story, and Burnham Harbor, I tell a story about each and every one of those things. That television show, but also the audio, lasts around 20 minutes. And again, it's the story of those places and things and this and that. You guys can go to my radio show on the podcast, and there's over 100 radio shows on there about Chicago history, Chicago heroes. Um, if I have time today, and I'm really sorry I was late in tuning in, but if I have time, we'll touch a little bit on uh, one of my heroes, one of my mentors when I first started in television and radio 30 years ago was a gentleman called Paul Harvey. And if you listen to my style, I'm not... Believe me, folks, I'm not a hair on his head as far as uh, what he did, what he achieved, but I loved his style. He told the story, never went after anybody. You know, we're, we're missing that. We're lacking that today. Um, they have to go after you uh, and, you know, whatever. You guys know all about that. But that museum campus is up. Um, churches. I even have a program up there from Paws Chicago. I'm a pet lover. I have two cats and 
I actually have some cats that live outside that keep the rats away. So I have some friends out there, too. So over 100 radio shows. We do have a GoFundMe page at Richie Z, R-I-C-H-I-E. Z-I-E. And I'll give you my phone number, too, if anybody wants to get a hold of me for whatever reason. 312-841-2560. 312-841-2560. I never do this, and I always kick myself after I'm finished because I get people to try to find me and this and that, and they can't, and um, it's really kind of... Uh, you know, a rough thing. So let me see what else I got here. Okay, we're going to go here. Um, you know what? I talked about it. Um, I don't think I have a lot of time. Do you guys want to take questions or anything? Um, Rich, this is Maria. So just to confirm, um, in, in light of the, the late start and such, um, I can give you some more time after. This presentation uh, was initially g going to go until 11.15, and I will still um, stop you at some point near there to give the ending CEU codes in case anyone has to leave, but I can give you some more time after that to finish. That would be great. Now, uh, you know, what I've done with uh, Lighthouse for the Blind uh, that's worked out very well is anybody has any questions, if any Anybody would like to join us? Will we be taking that today or not really? We, we can take questions, sure. Would you like to take them now? Yeah, if you can, this okay. way it leaves yep. me at the end to finish up with a shorter story, a better story, you know, instead of being <laughs> okay. cut in half on a story. Yes, I apologize for that. So, sure. So, um, I already see some, but let me just quickly give the uh, instructions for hand raising. So, if you do have a question, please uh, raise your hand. If you're using a PC, that is Alt-Y. If you're using a Mac, that is Option-Y. If you're using a mobile device, there's a raise my hand option on your screen. And if you're using the phone, there, uh, that would be a uh, star nine. So first we have Isabella and I've sent you an alert to unmute yourself. So you should see an alert there on your screen and I've sent it to you again. Uh, you, okay. So we will uh, move forward then. Uh, we can perhaps come back to you if we have time, Isabella, but I'm um, not sure what is going on. Um, so next uh, we have Janine. And Janine, I have sent you an alert asking you to unmute yourself. So if you can respond to that alert on your screen. Hi. There you are. Hi, how are you? Very good. Um, so I have a question on your uh, tours and your stories and my boyfriend is listening too and we pulled up your YouTube a little bit. Do you do audio described or do you just do a tour like an audio tour and an audio described tour are a little different. So based on who books you, do you go either way? Because I know you've gone to Lighthouse, you said, right? So do you say, okay, well, here's this in front of you and da 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 based on you know, the needs of blind people if they're coming for your tours. You know what? I'm a very strange bird where I accommodate what you need. So you tell me what you need, and if I can do it, I will do it, okay? Um, um, I cater to whoever's in my group, okay? So um, if we go on a, a tour where we're actually in a vehicle driving around and this and that, uh, because you know, you're visually impaired, I add a few little things that help you uh, with the uh, description. If you want to do something where it's uh, audio, um, like I say, there's over 100 
radio shows on my podcast site, and you're going to love them. I mean, there's just so much. The Wizard of Oz is 100% uh, Chicago. It started in 1890, the gentleman that wrote the book. But these are the kind of stories I do. So I, I'll do anything you want. Okay, thanks. And then your YouTube, will you be audio describing them later? Well, there's audio with what's on YouTube. So uh, we just put up this week, uh, I'm, I'm big with automotive. I love cars. I love antique cars. We have 10 car museum television shows up there. We just Perfect. put up the Studebaker Museum. Now, even though you're visually impaired, we give a nice description. We give a nice history. So you're not seeing it, but you are listening to the story. I'm a storyteller. Uh, Andy over there, the curator of the museum, is a wonderful guy, and he actually told the history of a, a number of things. I'm, it's never about Richie Z. It's about where I'm at, who I'm uh, working for, who I'm uh, doing a presentation or a tour for. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I try to get out as many facts as possible. I don't talk about myself. So you can go on there and you listen to that, and you'll, I, I'm sure it, it, you'll learn a lot. Thank you. Okay, great. Thanks, Janine. Uh, next, we have Chris, and I have sent you an alert to unmute yourself. And there you go. Okay, are. I am unmuted, I, I assume. Yep. All right, Richie, you mentioned Grant Park several times, and I have to know, were you, were you there in 2008 when he was elected, when Obama was elected? I had some issues uh, health-wise in that, and I was not. I would have liked to have gone, but that's, it was November. It was like in the 50s. Yeah. And trying to get down there and par, I would have loved to have seen it, okay? I'll give you one that I did go to Grand Park and see. I'd love to hear it. In 1978, I went to see Pope John Paul when he came to Chicago, Ooh. and he had a mass in Grand Park, and we stood around for about six hours, you know, the, the before, you know, they fill up a park, and then finally they have, you know, the Pope come out and do the Mass. So I did do that one, but that was, uh, that was in the fall that he mm -hmm. uh, became Pope, that he came to Chicago. It was like uh, September. Yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah. It, it was cool. I would have liked to seen the, I did watch it on TV, and I had a big screen TV, so I didn't miss any of it, you know, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, Chicago, that park, it's, do you know anything about Grand Park? I have about? never been to Chicago. I, I know it's a big, big park, and I've heard descriptions on the news, but I have never, ever been to Chicago. I'll give you a little shot since you asked about Grand Park and that. In 1830s, you know, we became Chicago, Illinois. We incorporated, mm -hmm. so we became a city. Mm -hmm. Well, 1830 to 1870, Michigan Avenue was only one block away from the lakefront. The lake was a block away from the water. Mm -hmm. Now, 1871, we had the Great Chicago Fire. They pushed all the debris from three and a half to four miles of burnt-out Chicago into the lake, and that became Grand Park. Grand Park is built on the ruins of the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Okay, that's and, interesting. Um, everybody tried to build on that park, and, and uh, there was a gentleman, I, I think you'll remember this name, Montgomery Ward. 
Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Montgomery Ward started the first catalog uh, business uh, in 1871. He started it. I, everybody thought it was Sears Robot because they had the wish book when we were kids, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it was Montgomery Ward that started that and became a multimillionaire. And he fought the city, the builders, everybody, because everybody wanted to build on the lakefront of Chicago. He fought them for 20 years. And he stopped builders. He bought property. He sued them. He took them to court. He did the city. He did, I mean, and I tell this story. It, it's to me, it's you know, it's just mind-boggling. You know, we have journalists back then, but we have journalists today that don't tell the news. They they whatever they make up stuff or, or they ask stupid questions. I mean, you know, I'm not talking anything today, but I. Uh, so Montgomery Ward spent around twenty million dollars of his own money, ten to twenty million. It's been written, and he spent twenty years of his life stopping them. Him and a number of other people, but him mainly, stopping them from building on that Grand Park on our lakefront. He called it the People's Land, the People's Paradise. The, you know, <laughs> and a journalist went to see him when he was on his deathbed. He was near death. Now, if I was that journalist and I went to interview Montgomery Ward, I would ask questions like, wow, I mean, what motivated you? How did you keep going after all and then spending more? You know, the journalist asked a question, if you had to do over again, would you do it the same way? Yeah. You know, well, I tell you what, um, that that is very interesting, and I'm I don't want to make our uh, our streamers and everybody nervous. So, <laughs> but you are, I would love to just get in touch with you sometime you and my hear all your stories. That would be great. You got my information, so you yes. contact me. My my email is rautomd at gmail. R a u t o a U O T O at M -D. Gmail. MB. Okay. Okay. R Auto MB at Gmail. Thank you. Thank have you. a good day. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, next, we have Suzanne, and I have sent you an alert to unmute yourself. Mm -hmm. I've sent it to you again. So, Suzanne, if you respond on your screen, there should be an unmute button. Okay. Are we Oh, there you are. You should okay, be on. Can you hear me? Great. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Richie, thank you so much for coming uh, to AABT today and, and, and sharing your stories. And I love your idea about getting people to smile. Um, my question slash comment had to do with your mentioning the Baha'i Temple or the Baha'i House of Worship, which is in the north side of Chicago, probably the place I've been the most in, in Chicago because I am a Baha'i. I don't know if you truly understand the historic significance of that house of worship it is the oldest existing one in the world started in 1892 well right? no, it, it, it was founded in 1912 by Baha, by Baha'u'llah's son and it is the place that all people of the world are invited to come and worship and so, so when you started your talk with churches I was like wow you got the spirit of Chicago there so I hope that um, I haven't seen your your or heard your your talk on the Baha'i House of Worship, but it's a wonderful place, and anybody who goes to Chicago should visit it because it's I open have, to everyone. I have not um, uh, done it yet. I oh, you should. I make I make calls and 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 people. Well, the PR lady, um, uh, the public relations lady that uh, runs that whole operation there, uh, 
within an hour of me leaving a voicemail, she called me back and she said, we would love to have you. And she says, I went on your site. I saw what you did with, you know, blah, blah, blah. She said, we would love to have you, but there's one thing. The temple is sacred and there's no filming allowed inside the temple. And you can film outside. So it's, it's uh, a beautiful garden. The place is so spectacular. Listen, I'm a, I'm a motorcycle guy. I've been a motorcycle guy for about 28 years. I love riding down uh, Lakeshore drive and Sheridan road up there in, you know, I always stop at Baha'i temple. You know, it's a nice hot summer day. I'm on the motorcycle, uh, you know, um, I have a date with me or whatever. We go there for about an hour. We go into the temple. We just take in the beauty of, you know, of the faith, you know, and we drink a bottle of water. We go into the information booth. Everything's air conditioned. So we kind of cool off for about an hour, but also we walk those grounds. You know, in the last, uh, the last uh, 20 years, they rebuilt all of the grounds around there, all the cement, all the, I mean, it's just, and I watched it because, like I said, I go up there at least once or twice a, a season when I'm riding my motorcycle. So it, it is, but it, like you're saying, the lady wants to do something with me. We're going to sit outside on the grounds and uh, I got to get some shots of the temple itself, but man, it's so beautiful there. And then they have, they built a new, uh, information uh, center. It used to be in the basement of the, the, the temple, but now they built a separate room where they have, they showed them the, the history of the Baha'i faith and everything else. Uh, but I heard they bought that property uh, back in the 1890s. Yes, they did. And in fact, the first Baha'i in the United States was at the World's Fair. Well, they bought their property, but it took them 40 years to complete it because it, of the... Yeah. Yeah. money that they needed and thank god that it took them 40 years because i wouldn't change a speck of what they did it took them time to raise the money and uh but man it's not again it's not beautiful it's not mortal words cannot describe exactly. their place yeah. it's it's spiritual it's holy it's heavenly it's godly it you feel the spirit when you're in there when you're on the ground you are what religion you are everyone's welcome and, and i think everyone feels it it's just amazing well i'm doing things now like i'm saying i'm um sometimes i get shot down by some people which is fine you know what you don't want me to do something with you that's that i don't have a problem with that i got more people more other things i got beautiful we're gonna do more tours we're doing everything we can okay and everything we do is positive it's not there's no negative in my vocabulary we're going positive and and we've always been okay um i get comments lately because of everything that's been going on i posted that museum campus and that and i get comments all the time you're a breath of fresh air the churches i mean this wonderful you know and that's why here i'm a cancer survivor i'm going to tell you guys a story and that was about four years ago and god kept me here for a reason i went through hell and i'll tell you the story right now because it's it's it means a lot you know i tell this all the time um i got mad i got mad and that was a time when the insurances were changing and i got dropped from the insurance and i couldn't get the surgery and on and on and on if i wouldn't have had the surgery in, in about 40 days, I would have been dead, but I ended up getting it. Um, 
But one morning I woke up and I talked to my angels, which I've had angels here all the time. And I said, you know, and I talked to God. I said, listen, I'm done being mad. It's, it, it, I, you know, if you're going to take me, take me. Um, I, I, I'm done, okay? Uh, if you're not going to take me and you're going to send me down there, it's okay because I know people down there, so I'll be fine. And you know what? With that attitude, everything changed, and I talked more to my angels. I, I, I was talking earlier about the rustic angel I had, this, this kind of, uh, you know, I buy them all the time, uh, kind of beat up, kind of like brown, kind of tarnished look and everything, and she's just standing there. But there's something about angels, if you light a candle by them, it's supposed to bring them in closer. Now, the last, um, I don't want to get into this, but last few weeks and that, there's been some trying things, this and that. I light the candle. It's there. Um, I'm talking to the angel every day, and a lot of cool things have happened to me this week, last couple of weeks. In fact, this is, you know what, you guys, I love you guys. I love, man, you guys really did a lot when, when we, we started doing the presentations at Lighthouse for the Blind. You guys are asking wonderful questions. I love doing this with you guys. And, and speaking of which, you do have another one. <laughs> so this is a uh, phone number that I've, and I've just unmuted you. This is a number ending in four six four six four zero. So you can go Good ahead. Good morning, Betty Passanati from Philadelphia. Uh, you know, one of the things about this virtual convention, as wonderful as it is, is that we didn't, we're not going to get a chance to come and get the flavor of a place like Chicago. And I'll tell you something, sir, your content's amazing, but even more than that is your incredible Chicago accent and idiom. It has been just <laughs> such a joy hearing you and he and feeling the city and the flavor of the ethnic groups and, the, and I can I can see it. I've got a Chicago pizza right in front of me now because of your speech and and to just to bring the the place that we're missing out on to where we can experience it. You've been an absolute joy. And I just wanted to ask a kind of a quasi-silly question. Did a cow really have anything to do with the Chicago fire? No. No, no, no cow. That okay. A, that, that was a made-up story by a journalist. Okay. I had proof of that. Uh, they actually, you know, a year or two later, you know, they, they said Mrs. O'Leary's cow yeah, took over the lantern. Over. Well, at the time, in 1871, the Irish were like the 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 foo-foo crowd they were like oh god uh, irish ooh, you know so um the fire started in that neighborhood there was a lot of stories about who what how maybe but mrs o'leary they made her out to be an old hag that was uh <laughs> you know this and that well she was a an attractive lady that was educated and she, you know in 1871 you had a cow and you had you know you, you milked your own cow and this sure. and that but that was not a true story that no, was not i'm a glad i'm what did cause it do you know you know, there's a lot of stories out there. There was a guy in that neighborhood that was uh, kind of a drunk. His name was Pegleg something or other. And uh, they they claim he might have dropped his cigar or something. Oh, you know, don't yeah. forget, great Chicago fire. And I didn't want to get into that today because I tell that story all the time. Yes. But the, the whole city was built of wood. Okay. We had an extremely dry summer that year. Uh, and, uh, you know, what happens when a fire starts extremely dry? We, we, we have winds here in Chicago. And, you know, uh, the largest amount of wood ever sold in the history of America was 1834 when we incorporated to 1871. 
They built the sidewalks in wood. Everything was done in wood, okay? Yeah. The best thing that ever happened was the Chicago burnt. The worst thing that happened, you know, we, we lost three to four acres, of, uh, uh, not miles of land. Um, you know, uh, they claimed three, four hundred people died. 17,000 structures burned to the ground. But the best thing that happened was when we rebuilt, we built this city that is marvelous, spectacular, yeah, amazing. amazing. You know, and, and, you know, I get the comment all the time about my, my jargon. And I'm just want to say one thing. Hey, I'm from Chicago. You got a problem with that? <laughs> it's wonderful. It's so, it's, it's, and that's what, and we, we thank you for bringing that to us and, and having us experience that with you. No, I love it. All right. Thank you, Betty. And right now we don't have any uh, more raised hands. So let me remind folks in case you'd like to, to raise your hand to ask Richie a question. You can use Alt-Y on the PC, Option-Y on the Mac, or the Raise My Hand button on your screen, on your mobile device, or Star 9 if you're dialing in on the phone. So since I see no hands, Richie, why don't you proceed with your story that I won't cut you off on this time? No, no, no this is great. I, I love being here right now. And I kind of pulled this one up because he was my mentor and I just talked about him a little bit. But I want to give you the history of, I call, I have a thing where I do Chicago heroes. Now, if you go to my website, you'll be able to listen to an hour radio program on this gentleman, but there's other people too. This gentleman is named Paul Harvey. Now, this is a, probably one of the most wonderful times to tell this story. I'm glad I, I kind of held off and he was kind of in the back burners. And when I started going through my notes of what we're going to put together for today, I said, man, I got to do him because like I say, um, he did radio for many, 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 many years and he never was negative. He told the story, he was a conservative, he was a staunch Republican, but he never went after anybody else. Okay, now, uh, you can go on YouTube, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to come up. You wanna to listen to some fantastic stories. Richie Z is great, but I'll tell you somebody that's in heaven right now, and he's greater than I ever will be, and that's Paul Harvey. Now, you can go to YouTube and you could find so God made a farmer. Wonderful story. The rest of the story, anybody ever kind of wonder where that came from? Well, his wife, Angel, came up with that concept, the rest of the story. Now, I remember as a kid growing up and, and listening to Paul Harvey as a kid and uh, pulling up to wherever I'm going. And all of a sudden he goes, you know, the rest of the story. I had to wait for all the commercials and I had to stay in the car and, and, and I had to hear the rest of the story. I think you can all relate to that. And if I were the devil is on there also, uh, how you know the rest of the story. And then he always finished off with something that was just really, I think was really cool. And that was good day. I did meet Paul Harvey. Well, he started out, let's, 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 I'm going to hit this uh, real quickly because I only got about probably five minutes or so left. He was born in uh, September 4th of 1918 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. His father was a police officer who was killed in 1921. So Paul Harvey was only about three years old when his father uh, was killed. He, with going to school and that, a teacher noticed his voice and encouraged him to get a job 
at a radio station. He started out at uh, KVOO radio uh, station in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1933. He was 14 years old. His first job was sweeping and mopping the floors and cleaning up after everybody. Um, eventually, he moved to uh, on-air commercials. They allowed him to read commercials and stuff. Um, he just went on. I'm going to get into here we go. Uh, while attending the University of Tulsa, he continued working at the radio station as an announcer and a program director. He went on to, let's see, in 1938, Paul Harvey moved again to St. Louis and became director of special events at a radio station. Um, then he actually, let's see, I'm sorry. I, I, I got, you know, I did the whole thing on, on my radio show. So it was like 10 pages of, of thing to do a, a, an hour show. And I'm just giving you highlights right now, but I want to really touch on some really interesting parts of it. 1946, April 1st, 1951, uh, he debuted the news commentary each weekday at noon, which that program continued to 2009. You know, when he did pass away in 2000, about 2009 is when he passed away, but um, in 2000, he was the highest paid radio personality in the world. He signed a contract in 2000 for the amount of a hundred thousand dollars now no a hundred million dollars i'm sorry and um you know one of the cool things all these stories that you heard from paul harvey and that they were written by his son paul harvey jr and paul harvey jr was actually the technician that ran the show for his dad um angel was always there he talked about her um but just a, a marvelous man I wish we could have somebody like Paul Harvey back again today because anything you turn on today, I don't care which side or whatever you're listening to, it's always trash. You know, um, Paul Harvey, with the way he did those stories that he told in that was a way to um, be um, American, be helpful, be be a human being. You know, we all grew up with uh, um, United We Stand. And now we're the furthest thing away from that. So I wanted to touch on uh, Paul Harvey. His wife, Angel, she died a year prior to him. He died in Phoenix, Arizona, but they did bring him back here. He is buried in Chicago at one of the suburban uh, uh, cemeteries. Uh, but just a phenomenal story. That's one I do encourage you to uh, actually go on. Uh, Richie Z, R-I-C-H-I-E-Z-I-E dot com and then there's like a hundred radio shows you're gonna have to scroll we're working on trying to upgrade it where we can have pages up so you can pick out easier but you can scroll down and pick that one out i think we're getting close to the end you carla do you have anything to add or 
Where am I at? Well, let me actually before. So as I said, I, I we will let you go a bit uh, longer because a okay. little bit because of the late start time. But let me give out the CEU end code in case people do have to leave because since there are other meetings. So the CEU end code for this session is again, it's five characters. It's one letter and four numbers in this case. So it is F as in Foxtrot, and then the number is one five three eight. Again, that is F as in Foxtrot. One five three eight. So we will keep the stream. Uh, will be ending at uh, eleven fifteen. However, we will keep going uh, for a few more minutes here. If any of you would like to stay on Zoom, and uh, we thank you for sticking around and thank you for your uh, patience with our late start. So, uh, Richie, back to you. We do have um, another hand raised. Would you like me to take that one now? Love it. Love the question. You guys are great. <laughs> All right. Bring them on. All right. So we have Tamina with a raised hand, and I have sent you an alert to uh, unmute yourself, and I believe you are unmuted. Yes, ma'am. Um, I am sorry, but I, when I came in, I was having a little bit of issues, so I didn't get the beginning code. Okay, so I'm not actually able to give that. So what I would suggest that you do is to contact the uh, ACB information desk and to see if they would be able to assist you. Okay, that's great. Okay. Richie, you are amazing. I am so enjoying your stories. And what I nationality are you? Uh, I am in Oklahoma. But what nationality are you? Oh, I'm Indian. I'm East Indian. Okay. Okay. All right. Now I hear an accent. That's what I was just wondering. Okay. Oh, okay. And um, could you please repeat your phone number? My phone number is 312-841-2560. Got it. Thank you so much. And I hope to make it to Chicago one day. I've been there a long time ago, and I believe there was a, uh, uh, oh, what is this? Uh, they had the state fair. I did go to that, but I do not recall what park it was in. So. The state fair is in Springfield, Illinois, which oh, is about, okay. two and a half, yeah. three hour, about two and a half hours away from Chicago. You know, um, people ask me questions sometimes about, uh, you know, the suburbs and this and that. Uh, I'm really a specialist with the Chicago. I, I do a little bit of stuff here and there if it's interesting, but Chicago is, I mean, we have 10 million stories in the city of Chicago. I, I never run out of topics. And like I say, what, what you hear now, I prepare for, I have notes, I have all this stuff I've written and I bring them up. Uh, but when I take you on a tour, man, every tour is different because it depends on who's in the, in the, you know, in the tour, who's, you know, what, what background you're from. Cause I'll, if you're there and you're from Poland or you're from India or you're from whatever, if I have a story, that's from your background in Chicago. I'll tell that story. Uh, people ask all the time about food, you know, and I go, okay. And they go, what do you mean? Okay. I says, okay. Chicago, the city of Chicago has 7,400 restaurants. If you can't find good ethnic food in Chicago, you're not looking hard enough. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, uh, Tamina. Next, uh, we have Suzanne again. And Suzanne, I've sent you an alert to uh, unmute. Oh, no, I have not. Uh, just bear with me. 
There you go. Now I've sent you an alert to unmute yourself. And I've sent it to you again, Suzanne. So hopefully you can respond on the screen. Oh, um, you were working before. So okay, now I'm working. There you are. I'm back again, Reggie. Um, Betty got me thinking about this, and you just mentioned food. So uh, other than the Chicago pizza, which a lot of people have mentioned, are there any other specialities we should try when we get to Chicago? Oh, my gosh. What, uh, what nationality, what background are you from? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Okay. I love Russia, though. I'm a Russian studies his, uh, historian. Okay. So. Um, but I'm just wondering if there's specialties that, that Chicago has, like you know, Cincinnati has its chili or whatever, you know. Everybody, you know, Chicago has the Vienna hot dog. And that's like, uh, you know, that was introduced uh, by two butchers from Halstead Street uh, back in 1893 at the World's Fair. And they sold 27 million hot dogs in one year at the fair. Now, it was called Vienna because uh, neither one of them were from Vienna, but Vienna at the time in Europe was a, a, a sign of quality. So if you had that name Vienna and it was really quality. Um, so that hot dog is uh, beefs. Um, if you, I asked what nationality you are, uh, there's a there's a wonderful restaurant in Chicago. It's on Monroe, um, just uh, west of uh, State Street. It's called the Italian Village. But you got to go upstairs to the top floor. This place has been around. It's the oldest Italian restaurant in the same family in the city of Chicago. It's been around since 1927. And if you walk in there and if you're like with your special mate or, you know, um, asked to, to be taken on the side, there's these little bitty like huts where you can just be alone and it's enclosed completely, you know, except for where they come up to the table. And it's, it's really romantic. It really, really is cool. Um, but man, but the, the, when it comes to food, I say yes, because I love food now. <laughs> Lately, with all the stuff that's happened, we've lost a number of really fantastic restaurants. They've closed and they're not coming back. They're done. Yeah. So that's kind of sad, you know. Um, you know, we've been through hard times before. First thing we got to do in this country is kick this virus thing and, and, and that. But the second thing we have to do really is get back to, um, you know, being united, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm doing these churches and this and that, and I have a deal with God. I talk to my angels. I talk to God all the time. And the deal was this, you know, um, I went through some rough things and things happened. And um, I said to God, I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do these churches and this and that, but I'm not a priest. I'm not a preacher. I'm not, uh, you know, I am a historian. I tell stories. Okay. Uh, so I want to, for whatever reason, I want to get people to your church your temple your you know um and then god you and your people got to take over the angels got to take over because i i'm not gonna i'm not i'll take you on a tour i'll take you through a church in that and i'll point out you'll see twice three times as many things uh that you would see on your by yourself you know but with me with the tour you see that much more because i point out things that you know just and I might have been in that church 10 times before I've seen this, you know, one thing that stands out that really is, you know, magnificent. So, you know, that's, uh, I have a passion for what I do. I think you, you realize that. I love it. Um, 
man, I wish I would have started this a long time ago, but the, the tours and, and all of that stuff has just been around maybe the last 12 or 13 years. I've always done history on radio and that, but it's different than doing the tours and that or doing the, like I say, the live presentations. I could watch people's faces and, uh, man, when I put smiles on their faces, I, I, you know, I'm in heaven. Richie, we do have one more question at this point. This is from Lino, and I've sent you an alert to unmute yourself. So you should see that on your screen. I've sent it to you again. Okay. Uh, oh, there you are, I believe. You should be unmuted, Lino, if you... Okay. We're not able to hear you, unfortunately, so... See if there's an audio button there and hit the audio button because that's what I had a problem with earlier, too. Yeah, no, it shows that he's unmuted, so... Okay. Um, all right, well, uh, at this point, that is all that we have in terms of raised hands. Um, Let me give out my information Is there anything again. else? Yeah, why don't you close out with giving your information, and then we can see if Carlo wants to say anything to close us out. And That'll be that great. Uh, you know, uh, to... to uh, you know, definitely I'm on, let's, let's do this. Richie Z, R-I-C-H-I-E-Z-I-E. I I can't kept it simple in that, but you can't just type it in uh, without spelling it properly. I won't come up. So it's R-I-C-H-I-E-Z-I-E.com is for the website, but I'm also Richie Z at Facebook, at Instagram, at YouTube, like I say, over a hundred uh, radio shows on the website and the podcast site. You can listen twenty four seven. Some fantastic stories, really amazing things. Um, also, uh, I have a GoFundMe page up at Richie Z. Uh, the phone number is three one two eight four one two five six zero eight three one two eight four one two five six zero my email address is r the letter r a u t o m d at gmail so i you know i you guys really put a smile on my face this morning i love you know that's what i love about this group you guys never ask like a a question to bust my chops or or any of that kind of thing you know you guys always really want to know things and you always ask you know some really great questions and you take me into uh uh, a story about something. And that's really cool. That is really cool because I work real hard at what I'm doing. And sometimes, um, you know, your mind, you're really focused, the adrenaline's flowing. And believe it or not, I could be like uh, stuck for a second or even 30, 10, not 30 seconds, but five seconds. You know what I mean? So uh, when you guys come up with things, it's really, really cool. It's, uh, it makes it really, really enjoyable for me. All right. Awesome. Well, let me give Carla an opportunity. Carla, I've sent you an alert to unmute yourself if you'd like to. Can you hear me? We can. Good. Um, uh, first, I want to thank you, Richie, for coming and sharing with us. And um, I've spent a lot of time on your website, and I, I tend to do more. And I want to thank Debbie for helping to facilitate this. That is a tough job. 
and um, for giving us some extra time. And um, we pulled this together. And, and Debbie, you can tell me if we have time to do this or not. But I was wondering, do we have time for Richie um, just to do a real quickie, the most hilarious story you know about Chicago history so we could leave with a laugh? I would have to look. I'm not sure of what is... Oh, gosh. I'm not sure if there's something on right after this. There might be. So Okay, I guess. Um, but, but anyhow, you can get a lot of laughs on that website, too, let me tell you. But I just want to reiterate a thank you to, for you to come. And um, I, I think this was very educational, and it was, it was just very uplifting, and you have a smile on my face. And thanks again to you, Debbie, for all your hard work and all the team. I, I just want to publicly thank all the ACB radio team and the Zoom team and all the technicians without you folks we couldn't do this i want to thank you all but you know carla was the one that contacted me a year ago because uh i don't know if you saw me there but somebody saw me at the lighthouse for the blind and i was booked to do four things uh with this convention within the matter of weeks but carla you were one of them that uh you know called and uh booked me to do this and uh you know, I'm, I'm starting out with a new venture in my life now. I never, I'm, I'm not a computer whiz guy and I'm into this Zoom now and we're doing this stuff. So it's, it's really cool. I, you know, it, it's working out. Thank you guys for all the, like I say, the hard work you guys do and everything else too, because, um, you know, people really have gold with people like you that take time and, and put stuff like this together. Very good. Well, thank you everyone for coming.